Good morning, friends. We're going to continue our series of messages on the book of Jonah. And today's message I'm going to simply call, But God. You know, after Jonah preached his little sermon, and after the king responds that, uh, who knows, it may be that God will pardon, we had this great revival. I got to tell you, Billy Graham never saw anything like this. I mean, the whole city repented. They all believed in God. Nothing like that has ever happened in worldwide ministry. I mean, just think about it. A whole pagan city believes. Now, we kind of doubt it because it seems somewhat fantastic. We've never seen or heard anything like that. It's like saying suddenly everyone in Tokyo believed in God or suddenly everyone in Singapore repented or suddenly everyone in Dhaka became a Christian. Or maybe we should say it this way. The whole city of San Francisco got right with God or Cleveland turned to the Lord or Chicago got on its knees. It's phenomenal, unbelievable, incredible, and yet it happened. The greatest revival in history happened because of one of one sentence sermon preached by a prophet who didn't even want to be there, who was hoping for destruction and who hated the people he was preaching to. Now, what are the chances of that happening? Well, without God, the chances are zero. And why did this happen? Well, it wasn't because of Jonah. He didn't even want to be there. I mean, how could this happen in a pagan city like Nineveh? Well, it happened because of the two greatest words in the Bible, but God. You see, friends, you'll never know what God will do. You'll never know uh, who he's going to touch next. I mean, Nineveh was ripe for revival. They just didn't know it, but God did. And here in verse 10 is God's gracious response. This is the end of the story. <clears throat> when God saw that they, what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he had compassion. It did not bring upon them the destruction he had threatened. Now, sometimes we stumble over this because some older translations say that God repented. And a better word would be relented. I mean, God always intended to show mercy once the people turned from their evil ways. He threatened judgment, which they richly deserved, knowing that he would gladly pardon them once they turned to him. Let me emphasize the most important fact once again. No one could have predicted this in advance. Three days before Jonah showed up, it was business as usual in Nineveh. Two days before, the same thing. One day before, no one had an inkling about what was to happen. And on that very day, the king woke up in his palace ready to do whatever was on his schedule, little knowing that by the end of the day, he would be in sackcloth and sitting in ashes, calling his people to prayer and repentance. Now, when I say no one knew, I should really add the phrase, but God. I mean, God knew all along. He was busy working in that pagan city long before Jonah showed up. Now, a few questions that we're going to be finished here. Number one, how much did the Ninevites know? Well, the answer, not too much, but give them credit. They believed in God, and they acted on what they believed. Question two, how much faith does it take to be saved? Well, not too much, as long as your faith is in the right object. And three, did this really happen? But Jonah 3 certainly presents it to us as sober historical fact. If this happened in 765 B.C., how do we account for the fact that the Assyrians attacked Israel and took the northern ten tribes captive a generation later in 722? The answer is simple. This was Nineveh's moment, and the people of that generation responded. Even if it did not last to the next generation, the people who responded to Jonah's message were changed forever. See, so consider these words of Jesus in Luke 11:32. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, 
for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now one greater than Jonah is here. And so it is that I believe that there will be thousands of Ninevites in heaven. This was God's moment for them, and they responded. We can ask the same question on our own day. What's the future of America? I mean, how much time do we have? I mean, sometimes we look at the moral erosion around us and think that God's judgment can't be far away. Perhaps we are under judgment at this moment. We don't even realize it. But this study of Jonah chapter 3 ought to encourage us in another way. Perhaps we are closer to a great, great awakening than we have ever imagined. And we're going to be held accountable for what we have done with the opportunities God has given us. Have we stopped believing that God can reach the unreachable? Have we stopped believing that God can do the impossible? Do we look around and see how bad things are and say, well, it's Nineveh, it's hopeless. But friends, God loves Nineveh. Jesus touches the untouchable. Jesus reaches the unreachable. Jesus can save Nineveh. But can God save Jonah? What will become of this reluctant prophet who doesn't love the world God loves? Well, stay tuned. There's one more chapter in Jonah's amazing story, and we'll take a look at it next week. Until then, see the vision, live the mission, feel the passion.